Hey everyone, this is your therapy session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. All right, so I'm going to lay it on you right now. Product is important. If you're a client who hasn't been using product and paying top dollar for your cut and color, or you're a student who just doesn't seem to see the point, then this episode is meant for you. <laughs> when I was in beauty school, we carried Paul Mitchell because I was at Paul Mitchell the school. Then when I transferred to Northwest College of Hair Design, we carried Joyco and Sexy Hair. I was just focusing on doing somewhat of a good job on my client. I didn't see the point of trying to push product on my clients. Well, after many years, I certainly do now. I have blondie blondes, deep reds, multicolored hair sitting in my chair, and they would not be able to have the coolness or depth or vibrancy if they had not been using the proper products at home. I used to feel like a sleazy car salesman, but now since I strongly believe in using product, which we carry Kevin Murphy, I absolutely love Kevin Murphy and Orbe at 77, my clients notice a huge difference and it honestly isn't that hard to sell. You are educating your clients to take care of their hair at home when you're not around, which makes your job way easier when they come back and see you. And I do, I do have clients who don't use product, but they do use shampoo and they do use conditioner. I can have a very good game face and I don't pressure people when I have somebody in my chair and they tell me that they don't use product. But you guys, when somebody tells me that they don't use product, it's like Picasso without his paintbrushes. I can't give you a masterpiece and what you and your hair truly deserves without using the proper tools. I know that sounds so dramatic, but you can tell I'm very passionate about my craft and I'm very passionate about the product I use. When I was an apprentice at Fada Salon, I was introduced to Bumble and Bumble. Bumble and Bumble was first founded as a New York City hair salon in 1977 by hairdresser and entrepreneur Michael Gordon. And it is a line I'd like to carry from my future, very, very future, way out there in the future salon. Here is an interview with Lauren Newton, brand rep for Bumble and Bumble in the Portland area. Hey, Lauren, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you are the Bumble and Bumble rep for Portland. Um, what other areas do you cover? Yeah, so I'm officially the Bumble lady. Uh, you can also call me. Um, but I cover all of Oregon. Um, I also cover Hawaii. And then I cover um, lower Washington State, um, like Vancouver, all the way up to Longview. Okay. Um, and then with Hawaii, do you, you get to travel there, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I used to actually get to go multiple times a year on business and, um, I would go and I'd get to go for a week. Um, I'd train on Bumble for salons and any retailers and then just kind of lounge with my feet in the sand. It was really great. <laughs> I don't get to go anymore. So it was the old days, but, um, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, now how long have you been living in Portland? 
I have been in Portland for 11 years. Okay. And then how long have you been a rep for? Um, for the entire time I've been a rep for Bumble um, in field. So in Oregon for 11 years, I'm actually moved here from New York City where I worked in um, the corporate office at Bumble and Bumble and I was an inside salesperson. So I was inside for about two years. So total, actually last week, I just had my 13 year anniversary with Bumble and Bumble. And that was May, was that May 15th? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because we yeah. were talking about that before. Um, now you are originally from Savannah, Georgia. How did you end up in New York? So being from the low country of Savannah, Georgia, um, you know, I kind of was, I grew up not being like everybody else. I, and um, kind of always knew that I wanted to travel. Um, I wanted to live somewhere else. Um, AKA I was the black sheep of my Southern family and going to college. Um, my parents always said and supported me, we really want you to find your niche wherever that is in the world. So they let me kind of choose where I wanted to go to school and said that they would support me. So I chose um, Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City, and my dad moved me up there when I was 18. That's and, really cool. Yeah, I lived there for like seven or eight years. Until were you I, pretty Were you pretty nervous? Because you said you were 18, right? Oh, yeah. Were you really nervous to go to a bigger city? You know, I don't think I was. At, at that point, I had already graduated from high school and traveled. I backpacked through Europe right after high school for a month. Um, with some girlfriends. And then actually when I was 16, um, I went to London. My grandmother was British and I went and I asked my mom, I said, mom, can I fly to London with my, I was a lifeguard. I said, with my lifeguard money, can I fly to London and meet some of our long lost family that we've never met? And she trusted me. So that's really cool. Me on a plane with my passport. And, um, you know, I was also the kid that kind of every week would have a new presentation for my mom to be like, send me to this boarding school. I want to travel. That's you know, really cool. Sales yeah. pitch of how can I see the world in whatever way? And she would just laugh. So oh, that's great. Um, yeah, um, I was scared and nervous, but it was so exciting. And then you finished a, well, you got your bachelor's. Was it bachelor's in science? Yeah. So I okay. have a bachelor's of science. Um, um, in cosmetics and fragrance marketing, um, from FIT, which, is a very um, exclusive and well-known bachelor's degree in the U.S., which I didn't really know at the time because I barely wore makeup. I was always kind of um, a tomboy, but it was more than, you know, what I thought it was. It was fragrance and product development and kind of the geeky science stuff and, you know, being a nose and working with all sorts of the industry that I didn't even know. So um, I have a degree in that and I just wanted to go into the hair portion of it. So I went to work for Bumble. Where now you told me that wasn't there a part um, where you were in school? Did you complete school and then go back to London? Oh, yeah. So when I graduated, um, when I graduated from college, I was also finding an escape route. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I've got to move back to London somehow. Um, I wasn't able to gain citizenship through my grandmother um, because my mom never claimed it. So I actually got a um, work. Uh, work, what is it? A work, like a work visa, uh, a work visa through, um, BUNAC, which is British university. So I applied through BUNAC and got a work visa and I moved to London. And in that time I actually got an internship, um, through Estee Lauder. So I worked at Estee Lauder in their corporate office. Um, and I was kind of like an on-call beauty expert. 
so if like somebody didn't show up at the mat counter downtown at Harrods, I would, you know, get to go work there. Or if someone didn't show up at the Aveda store in, um, in, um, in London, I would go and work at that store and I would basically just show up to their corporate office every day and they tell me where to go. So it was really neat. I actually got trained in all their brands. Um, and, um, yeah, I would just bop around and kind of explore the beauty industry. How long were you in London for? I was in London for about, I think my visa was six months. Okay. Um, and I probably stayed a little bit longer, maybe eight months. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and then, then I came back to Portland. Or yeah, I came back to New York. Um, so you were working for Estee Lauder. And then now when you moved back to New York, were you still working for the same company? No, actually, I waited tables through New York, which um, on the East Coast, you don't earn minimum wage. So you bear, you don't even get a paycheck, really. It's all. Yeah. So I waited tables um, and kind of worked in the fashion industry a little bit. Um, kind of bopped around there and, um, I worked in a spa, I managed a spa downtown, um, in Soho, um, which was really cool. Cause I got to see like Naomi Campbell would come in for her facials and <laughs> in my spare time I would sit in the back and like give myself this crazy $400 micro diamond facial for fun. Oh, that's, oh, that's um, cool. so I had the most amazing skin, but, and then I was also just like, kind of, I, I didn't, Spa was cool, but I wanted a little bit something more rock and roll, more fun, more wild. Mm -hmm. And at the time that was, you know, hair. And the only professional brands that really stood out to me were Aveda, who I had worked for in London, Mm -hmm. um, then um, in Bumble. And so I applied every single day to a Bumble job, whether I was qualified or not. And one day they finally called me back. And I just remember being like, okay, what job is this for? I applied to every single one that was on your website. And we actually, at that time, um, weren't fully acquired by Estee Lauder. Okay. Um, so those paths hadn't really crossed yet. I was just applying to what I thought was a really rad, um, spunky, you know, forward brand that I really wanted to grow with. Um, and they're located, was it located in the meatpacking district? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was located in the meatpacking district, um, which we call the House of Bumble, H-O-B, um, and I joined right when we kind of started the education facility there, as well as our, um, you know, why we're known as the Harvard of hair. Um, but I create, I started working there right when we, um, uh, built that out. And that mm-hmm. was in our industry because at the time, nobody really had that. The education facility, was that for salons that carried the Bumble and Bumble product? Like who was that for initially? exclusively for salons that partnered and were a part of our network. And that's actually okay. the case today. So, you know, you can't take um, part in Bumble education unless you work at a network salon, which is gotcha. um, one of the amazing benefits that we have. Okay. And then, so you were there at Bumble and Bumble and how many years were you in New York? Total, probably seven, seven or eight. And how did you end up in Portland? So I ended up in Portland in 2000. I worked, started working at Bumble 2007. And in 2008, we had the huge economy crash. Um, yeah. You know, we had a lot going on as a business, but we needed a lot of guidance as well. So this is back in the day when salons would just throw money around. Nobody really had an idea on their inventory. Well, everything came crashing and nobody had cash flow. Um, including like us as a company. So we were on a hiring freeze. And um, as an inside salesperson, 
Um, I used to, would, I would travel, I would come out to the West Coast and travel every month to visit salons in remote areas. Um, but we had open territory. So we had five open territories. I think we like Florida, Ohio, LA, Portland, and Texas. And we were, you know, told, hey, we're overstaffed in the New York City office. Um, we would love to offer whoever's going to raise their hand one of these territories. So there was five of us that actually raised their hand. And I was like, I'll go to Portland. And they, we always were told that we could always come back and work for the company, but we would basically be, you know, transitioned into the field salesperson. And so I moved out to Portland in 2009. Um, and I it was awesome. And I thought it was going to be temporary. And here I am 11 years later, still with Bumble and in love with Portland. So. And you have a family. And I have a family. Yeah. So you have a, a two-year-old and a three-year-old. I do. I have, um, it's a wild house of boys. Okay. Uh, I have boys. Yeah. So we know that. <laughs> it is um, loud and messy and things I never thought I would see. So um, yeah, I've got a two-year-old and a three-year-old which is awesome too. I mean, I got to work for this company that fully supports mothers. Um, I got seven months off maternity. Full oh, that's awesome. I mean, I have literally been so supported. So it was the best decision of my life to stay here and stay with Bumble, to stay with Estee Lauder and have babies. How, how do you balance that? Because since you are sales and you, you know, obviously travel and you're talking to people mm -hmm. on the phone, like how do you balance your home life and work life? It's not easy. And it took a lot of um, maneuvering my mental stability and my schedule around. Um, I used to work all the time, um, meaning I would like roll over in bed at 6am and respond to owners and stylists on questions they had. Or, you know, I could be at happy hour at 7pm and texting people and still I was constantly always working no matter where I was. Um, and when having kids, I really had to be like, okay, these are my productive working hours and I can't take meetings after a certain point. I need to make sure I have enough time to go and get my kids from school. Um, yeah. super lucky. We found the most amazing bilingual. It's a Spanish immersion Montessori school in our neighborhood. And it's like my family. That's um, cool. So both of my kids have gone there and you know, they can count in Spanish and it's just, it's like having my little Spanish family. So I, I but I, you know, if I was in Beaverton or in Lake Oswego and I have to pick up my kids at five, I couldn't take meetings past right. if they went an hour. So I literally had to look at my schedule in a different way that I never had before. It's interesting because where I'm at right now, like my boys being 20 months, almost 20 months, um, I work three days a week, sometimes four. Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to change once they start going to preschool and then start going to like grade school and all that. Right. Um, it's been tricky, definitely tricky to balance that. So I totally feel for you and understand. Um, and honestly, yeah. there's a Montessori school just a, a mile or two away from my house that I definitely want to check out. It's such a cool um, history and way of learning. And I love it so much. It's something that um, it really gives the kids confidence in, in everyday living and how they live and learn. It's really, really, That's really cool. And now, because, you know, my family is all in Georgia. We, I don't have my, I don't have my crew. I can't call a grandma or yeah. that. Um, so it's even harder for me to finagle my schedule to, to work with them. Have you converted any of the moms to using Bumble and Bumble? <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> I do. And I'm not like, 
like a pusher. I am not a pusher of my services or products, but I swear, as soon as you tell people you're a hairstylist, they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> totally. They're like, can you fix this? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, can I have your name? <laughs> yeah. So now with you um, being with the company and you said, was it about 13 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so being with the company for 13 years, uh, now with COVID-19 happening, how has that changed the structure of your business? Like, are you guys retrain, like changing your business model entirely or? Um, you know, and one of the cool things about working for Lauder is that we are fully supported. It's a family owned business. Um, you know, I can speak to the fact that their field sales is important to who we are as a company and, um, and the support that we give our salon. So, um, you know, we were grounded, meaning we weren't, we're working from home and we're working from home for a long time. Um, even yeah. if our salons are open, it's something that we have had to shift on how we support. So is it through digital marketing? Is it through Zoom meetings? Is it through, um, you know, business building? But it's all going to be digital at this point because we are supported by our company to stay put. And that's really cool. That's um, cool. So yeah. Where it's actually, we did this, um, I did a, a survey with um, some of my salons that we spoke to. And, you know, before COVID, it was what are the most important things to your business? And education was always number one for salons, you know, education, retail support, um, education, you know, as far as like cutting or product knowledge or coming in and merchandising. And then the last one was always like business building or like, um, you know, promotional support, social support. And now the tables have turned where everybody wants social support. Everybody wants digital support. Everybody wants business building and then product knowledge and all those things are at the, not forgotten about, but they're more at the bottom because we've had to change how we shop. Um, and we will have to change how we shop in salons. Um, so it's interesting, but it's, it's all within the realm of what we've already done. It's just, um, the priorities have changed. Which I, I actually like, um, so with salon owners that carry Bumble and Bumble, they can create an e-commerce on their website where they do receive a percentage from selling products online. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot of brands are doing that. We've actually had it for probably seven years. Yeah. We, we took it from, we took it, we borrowed it from our partners, Aveda, who've been doing it for a long time too. Um, whereas if you have a special URL link um, in checkout, or if a client checks on that, you can get a certain percentage. And it was, you know, 30%, 20%. Now with COVID, we've actually changed it to 40% um, for the last couple months. Um, and it's a program that, you know, salons opt in or opt out. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty generous now and they don't have to pack it. They don't have to touch it. There's no porch drop and it's 40%. So at this point, it will probably change back, but. Oh, like it, do you, the, did you just say the 40% will eventually change or no? It will, the 40% is to support our salons through this time and it will okay. probably go back, you know, to probably 30 or 20 across the board, whatever it is. But, you know, once our, the world kind of shifts back into the old model, which I don't know if it ever will, but we won't give, we won't, yeah, we will change it back at this point, but it's to support salons who aren't open at this point, but still clients want product. Well, and I would think that probably even just keeping the e-commerce, whether they, it does go down, like when it does go down the percentage that a salon owner can make, I feel like it'd still be helpful it's for that salon so owner. It's so helpful. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's right now, it's their only 
income unless they're doing porch drops. Right. Um, it's their only income. So when the salon gets back bumping and people are coming in, you know, obviously that's going to be their biggest cash flow and their way of income. Um, and then the, the e-commerce will be an added addition, but we, we wanted to up the percentage for the time where this is their only revenue of business. So, and what, well, and what I really like about Bumble and Bumble, because it's, that's a brand that I'd like to carry is when you are about to purchase for, you know, be a carrier for Bumble and Bumble, you do not have to buy the entire product line. Is that correct? Things have um, shifted, but we do customize the buy-ins based off of what is your business model. Okay. So um, it, it used to be very, very, very strict in, you know, what we required now we have a little bit of wiggle room, but really we look at your business and what's going to be best for your business. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was looking at some of the, uh, which I honestly like later I'm, I'd love to talk to you one-on-one -on -one about the products. Uh, but my clients have, I have quite a few clients that have curly hair, um, definitely color treated hair. I have clients that I'm transitioning, transitioning to natural gray. So I did find some, on your line that I definitely am going to choose. And then I did find others that I'm, I'm like, ah, I'm not really sure if I'm going to use that just yet. You know, it's, um, and this is a part of my job is to, to help you and your stylist understand that there's a market for everything we offer. Um, you know, and when you look at our line, there is something for color fadage. There's something for curls. There's something for more, you know, oily hair. There's something for like a matte, more like Kind of wild hair like myself. Um, there's uh, thickening hair. Um, so whatever your hair type, there is something that we offer, and all clients are going to be different. So, you know, part of my job is to help you guys and whatever your situation or your salon situation is, is to explore and find out what works for your stylist and what works for your clients. Uh, but, and Jay yeah. Marie uh, from French Gut, she yeah. absolutely loves the invisible line. Yeah, the invisible yes. oil. Mm -hmm. I yeah, when I used Bumble and Bumble, it was uh 13 years ago when I was an apprentice at Fada, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. we met a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you remember me at all, but I Do you remember, remember me? Uh because wasn't it were you a part of that? Remember I was telling you um one of the the head guys came and did a photo shoot at all the right. space called the cleaners. Yeah. Okay. So we probably did meet them. Yes. Yeah, so I hung out and you were there, right? Probably. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I hung out with you and I was completely <laughs> starstruck. <laughs> I was just sitting in the corner watching you guys like do hair. And, um, I didn't see the actual shoot cause I had to go back to work, but Fatih came back. Uh, she came later to say hi to you yeah. guys. So yes. Yeah, so oh, I do so remember cool. you. Um, oh my gosh. But with having the Bumble and Bumble then, the invisible line wasn't created, right? Yeah, we actually didn't have the invisible line. Okay. Invisible line yet. Nope. I'm I am interested to try it. Um yeah. but yeah, Jay Marie, she's a bleach blonde, beautiful, uh, swears mm. by it. So I'm excited to talk to her as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a wonderful line. I mean it's really great. It's a six oil blend. Um, and so it, we call it like the most transformational, um, product line in our range of products because the six oils literally just to the touch changes somebody's hair texture. 
That's really cool. Smooth and, then, and beautiful. Um, so I noticed that on the website, it says that the product is cruelty free. Yeah. Um, so we are cruelty free. Um, and um, so is Aveda. So the two hair brands that Estee Lauder owns um, is um, Aveda and Bumble. Um, and we are cruelty free as well. So and actually all brands across um, the portfolio of Estee Lauder are paraben free as well. Oh, is, that's great. Yeah. Um, now with the classes, like reconfiguring out education and stuff, is Bumble and Bumble going to offer online classes? You know, we are doing pop-ups right now on Instagram, like Instagram live things. Um, but that's a realm that we've never really foresaw in our future. Uh -huh. um, we've, we've dabbled with the idea, but um, now that everything is closed, it will probably be at the top of the discussion um, because most are doing it. But again, it would, it's going to look different. I don't, you know, it's hard to answer that because I don't know what education is going to look like in the future. This is all still so new for us. Right. How often are you guys meeting up together? Like you guys do Zoom meetings, right? Oh yeah. I'm, I have Zoom meetings every day. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my, who was it? Oh, one of my clients said that she did a Zoom meeting at Nike. There was like tons of people on there. Yeah, and we've it's, actually it's, done some global ones that had like 800 plus gosh, people. Gosh. I know. That's crazy. To make sure you're on mute. It's always. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you see Do you watch SNL? There's an SNL skit about that. Oh, my gosh. No, I actually. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, but, yeah, actually, that's true. And that happened with me when we had a meeting at 77 Salon. My kids were crying in the back room, mm -hmm. uh, background, and I didn't know how to mute. <laughs> <laughs> Now I do. I figured that out. <laughs> yeah. I think even like some of the most fun things that have happened, it's always just like, you couldn't, you couldn't reenact this. Like my kid will come in in a call and be like, mom, I have to poop. Yeah. It's like, it's like wait, really? You chose now? Like, shh. <laughs> I know. Um, so now with you being at home more often, uh, have you, well, obviously you've probably been enjoying the time with your family, right? I have. Um, it's really loud. Um, and my partner, um, my husband, he also is um, working. So it, that's really difficult and challenging. Um, but the time with our family is important. You know, have we created some bad habits? Sure. You know, do I go to bed with my kids now? Sure. <laughs> do I, I, yeah. do I have a glass of wine now around four making dinner? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was so opposed to TV with my children. I'm like, no, no, it's going to rot yeah. their brain. They'll become lazy. And now they love Baby Bomb. It's on Netflix. So any moms listening to this oh, or dads, it's a great show for little kids. They love it. Uh, small. It's a very slow motion with uh, great music. But uh, I have been trying to limit that because now they're starting to say the words, kind of, mm -hmm. and <laughs> asking for it all the time. So yeah. I'm trying to limit that. But yeah, it has the, been the nice. tantrums are real. The tantrums. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has been nice to be at home and definitely more reflective with my career. But also, it's been good in a way that I've been able to create this podcast and, be, and being able to connect with people like you. Right. Totally. And this is the, you know, the most important thing about where we are today is that we can't get this time back and we no. want time back. So, 
you know, how are you going to be productive with it? What are you going to do with your time? You know, you get to catch up with all your girlfriends or family or friends across the world because you know they're home and they're up to nothing. Um, so it, it's kind of cool. And, um, you know, to be still, it's something that our culture doesn't really know how to do. Right. Um, so it's challenging, but it's, it's really neat. Yeah, no, it's definitely true. So, um, how do now, how do people reach you as a rep? Like, and how can they check out, like, where can they go to check out the company and stuff? So I have, um, a Bumble Instagram and it's Lauren PDX. Um, you know, I give out my phone number to everybody and anybody, anytime I ever give a product knowledge class, I make all the stylists write down my number because I'm a huge texter. I communicate through IG messages. Um, I think the one thing that I'm not on is Snapchat and TikTok. So, um, you know, call me in five years. I might be on that too as a rep, but, um, I, I will listen and call anybody and I'm always lurking on my phones. I have one personal phone and one regular phone or one work phone. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if it's after five now, I, I usually won't get back to you until about six o'clock the next morning. But, um, yeah, any ways people can reach me. Um, another way, if people are interested in Bumble, they just go to the website and say they want to be a part of the network, which is actually how I got your information. Um, and then we have a new business department that just floods out leads, um, to the local reps. And so, if you're interested, you just can either contact me um, at Lauren PDX or um, my email, or you can just go on Bumble and Bumble and find out who the rep is near you by just um, inquiring in the um, be a part of the network spot. Well, um, I would, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad that I can see, like, I got a chance to see you. <laughs> you know? I know. I was like, no way. Look at my hair. You have no, no idea I'm, how bad my hair You are. know what? I've been wearing the same shirt for <laughs> a week, and I finally decided to take a shower today. <laughs> yeah. You know, the beauty days are like three hours long because I know. Been I know. once a week. I know. Well, it's I so think good. like all the stylists and all the reps and everything, we're definitely going to need some loving on our hair before we can do anybody else's. Well, yeah, I even got so bored. I found some old pink hair dye that I had and I told my children I was going to go take a magical shower. And then oh. I the shower and my hair was pink and they were like, make it go away. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, it's already gone. It's just like a, you know, um, tent, but, um, I think I'm just going to keep messing with them. I've got some oh. on too. So I think that's um, great. it will be, you know, a three to four hour, um, session with my stylist once we're back and rolling to fix my hair because there you I'm go. natural blonde. It's it's there. I've got really crazy jet black hair. So, um, I'm a hard one and it could be blonder. I'm like your worst nightmare. I think you told me that too. I think <laughs> yeah. the first time that you told me that every, all my girlfriends who do my hair, they're like, everybody thinks that they can do it and they can do it faster. And when I tell them it takes forever and then they try and they go, Oh my God, your hair's the worst. <laughs> it just funny. doesn't pull. It doesn't pull. It's so hard. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you Lauren so thank much you. for being on my show. So guys, this is Lauren, the rep for Bumble and Bumble, who covers the areas of Oregon, Hawaii, and then did you say Washington? Yeah, lower Washington. Okay. So thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. Talk to you soon. Well, guys, that was my interview with Lauren Newton of Bumble and Bumble. She was really sweet on the phone, and I really enjoyed talking with her. If you are a salon looking to change things up, her contact info is located on my website. 
And if you are a student listening to this show and you are scared and timid to sell product, please contact me either through my IG at Portland Hairstylist or email me at portlandhairstylist at gmail.com. That's it for now. So be safe, be healthy, and above all, be hopeful. This is your therapy session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. Podcast written and produced by Emily Mazur, editing by 127 Media House.